When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good. I'm fresh from a little um, northern adventure. Drove up to York uh day before yesterday uh, and drove back yesterday. Ooh. Um, there was an issue with my battery in my car, so I panicked and uh, booked... Well, can only be described as a rental vehicle, Chris, um, for the four-and-a-half-hour wow. journey and the four-and-a-half-hour journey back. Um, and uh, the, the only problem was, uh, the only automatic they had was a nine-seater minibus for two people. So um, I drove a <laughs> nine-seater minibus up to York <laughs> and then back down again. And the thing about, like, rural Yorkshire is that um, not a lot of taxis around. So, genuinely, people no. thought I was just, just a taxi man driving around. I, I should have taken some fares. That would have been really good. You should have just Mm. picked up loads of hitchhikers and random people. Filled up the bus. That must have been a bit surreal, though. Like, like looking back behind you and having this huge, empty, like, bus. Monstrosity, Was that not weird? Well, it's more just like, um, (laughs) I'm not used to driving a nine-seater minibus, so um, just kind of manoeuvring that around um, was very exciting. But uh, we got there in the end. Nobody, Nobody died. Everyone was fine. Uh, and uh, hopefully I can fix my the battery on my car <laughs> soon enough. Well, I can't top your adventures, although I did <laughs> climb Mount Fuji for the second time this week. Yeah. Just got back three days <laughs> ago. So you got a bus, I got Mount Fuji, although we did rent a bus for Ian to drive everyone to Mount Fuji and back. Yes. So, uh, Ian's always, Ian's very much the dad or the mam of the group, just getting everyone to where <laughs> they need to be. He's like the teacher. <laughs> He is the uncle. Uncle Ian. Dad Ian. I don't know if he'd like that uh, that moniker. But it was, uh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. I climb Mount Fuji again. It feels like a dream now. It was only like four or five days ago, but it feels like, did that just happen? In the same way the chess boxing thing felt like my imagination. But the, the, the incredible thing, of course, is uh, Natsuki made it to the summit in a way that I never thought would happen. Uh, what, he rolled? You know, even like... <laughs> I did well, forward rolls like, up I, there. <laughs> he did. He did do a few rolls down the mountain. Unfortunately, we'll get to that in a minute. But like, it it was it was quite a struggle. As you know, mm. we took the uh, the back side of Mount Fuji, the Fuji uh, Fuji no Mie side, the the normal side's Fuji Yoshida, right? And um, that's a lot busier. 
this was 25% of the foot traffic and it wasn't too busy which is nice you do it at your own pace you didn't get stuck in the crowds too often and we stayed at this hut we started climbing at about uh, one in the afternoon mm. we climbed for six hours with minutes to spare because the, uh, they, the, the hut that we're staying in that we stayed in they stopped doing food at 7pm oh lord so we needed to get there for 7 and it was literally a photo finish because Natsuki was wheezing and <laughs> puffing his way up the mountainside like a broken steam train do you want dinner and or he, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally I was like it's 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 time to push that skill. There's no yeah. dinner for anyone, and uh, he was like, "No, no, fuck dinner. I'm just gonna stand here." He wasn't motivated at all. Uh, but um, he had this like can of oxygen, um, right. like, oxygen in a can, and he would intermittently stop and just go shh, shh, like deodorant in his mouth. Yeah, he was like spraying links in, in his in mouth. Between, or but in between, surely um, smoking as well. You don't want like any errant flames next to a big can of oxygen, do you? Well, exactly. Mm. It was a bit... And, but this is a thing. In one hand, he had his can of oxygen, mm. and in the other hand, he had a cigarette. And he would be like, shh, shh, ah, eh. <laughs> And then he would take a big, long drag of the marble red cigarette to, to instantly cancel it out. Mm. Uh, but even I got like quite breathless up there. Like yeah, I, I, I didn't think it would be as bad as it was. I don't remember the last climb. Clearly, I was a... 10 years younger a much healthier man um but uh yeah it was it was a hell of a journey and it was really tough there was a lot of rocks along the way the mm. route we took around the backside one downside is it's a lot rockier mm. and um it's really hard on your feet stayed in this hut which was just the worst experience last time i slept on like a rock outside for like four hours um nearly got hypothermia this time i suffocated almost in like a box you get like your own little private room right these huts yeah and they bundled all six or seven of us into there um and i was like sleeping shoulder to shoulder with ian and natsuki Hmm. and no matter which way i turned their face was there it was awful natsuki was the only one that slept in the cabin um, he had four hours of sleep. His snoring kept us all up the entire time, so that was great. Um, and then at 2 a.m., we got a little bit of breakfast and carried on to the top, and that took oh. two hours, and we just made it in time for the uh, for the sunrise. But I must admit, even though it was hell and not fun in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> except being able to you know hang out with friends, <laughs> when you get to the summit of Mount Fiji and the sun's up and you look down, you know, nearly 4,000 metres, mm. it is... It is quite the experience, right? It is incredible. And it's it was kind of like being on an airplane, just looking yeah. down. And unlike a lot of mountain ranges and mountains when you go up, um, surrounded by other mountains, because Mount, the way Mount Fuji is, right, the, the geographic landscape, there's nothing there. You just peer off the edge of the sheer drop of Mount Fuji into this sort of flat landscape below. And it mm. is kind of magical for that reason, right? It is, it is an incredible thing to do. And, I, and I'm glad I did it. I know... A fool climbs Mount Fuji twice. <laughs> uh, was it a, a wise man climbs Mount Fuji once, a fool climbs it twice. Yes. I'm a fool. Yeah, you, you are technically good. a fool. But I would say, like, <laughs> I, just like the, I just like the idea of you kind of, like... Uh, I mean, th- this time around, it seemed a little bit more chill than last time. You were better prepared. You had the proper clothes on. And although, obviously, Natsuki um, found it a little harder because uh, he's, he's not been doing chess boxing and... Tough mudders and and Spartan races yeah. and stuff like that. He found, must have found it quite difficult. What, what about the other people that were on the on the move? Did did Ian and everyone? Did everyone? Uh, all of the other people that um, that that, that help you out here and there were they having a lovely time up there? 
I think lovely time isn't isn't quite the way I used to describe it. Um, there was Ian, the driver and coordinator and legend. There was Paul, yeah. the cameraman, and there was Dave and Ellen, who were part of my editing and managing team. Yeah. Although they basically became Natsuki Sherpas mm. and carried, carried on Natsuki, Natsuki stuff. His talent. There was a moment. Yeah, literally, there was a moment where Natsuki like unburdened his bag and mm. distributed it to them. I shit you not, he pulled out like three packs of Marlboro Red, and I was like, <laughs> is this? Is this what you should be bringing to the summit of Mount Fuji? <laughs> Three Is this of it? Red. Three I packets. Think, I think it would be a really good little kind of, you know, like um, it, uh, the, the, like really fancy magazines um, have mm. like celebrities listing what they uh, take on a travel a travel trip, so to speak, and they uh, and they have like their, their their mobile phone, their lavender pillow spray, and stuff like that, and, and Natsuki <laughs> should just be snouts, <laughs> just just tabs everywhere. <laughs> and Red Bull Pretty much Yeah Pretty much Nice I mean He's a madman I don't know what he was thinking And there's no way that oxygen actually Helped Right It was a He gave it to me a few times Yeah And but, like, you sort of not, just inhale it, not, it And like, there's nothing Does it not have like a little propellant in it To get it into you Like get it out of the can Does it not Is it not like huff and glue <laughs> Does it not get you a bit light headed <laughs> A little bit Yeah I took He was like Take three puffs Deep And I was like Psh, oh. Yeah, and I, you good. know, I was a little bit lightheaded. I was a little bit lightheaded <laughs> at the end of it all. Um, oh lordy! But it was cool. It was cool. Like, when I got to the top, I signed like five copies of the Abroad in Japan book. Did a little nice book signing, and the idea was to like give them to viewers on the way down. Right. But while we ran into about forty viewers on the way up and on the summit, the mm. moment I signed the books and tried to give Everyone them away, disappeared. Everyone fucked off. Yeah, and it was like, God damn it! Nice. So I decided to to carry them all the way back down the mountain, and then I'll just hand those off as like a competition for the, think, when the Fuji video is released in two do weeks. Think the, um, do you think that the uh, that that all of your fans are dying up there because <laughs> there's none of the way down? <laughs> they're all just finding themselves. They're having to be airlifted off the summit because they're terribly unfit. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm reckoning. <laughs> I think I heard one helicopter at one point, actually. Really? Right. Somebody might, yeah. So, and there was, a, there was the wail of ambulances down below, so mm. clearly a few people struggled. But <laughs> it was tough, man. Like, yeah, the oxygen really surprised. I was mm. on my inhaler a lot. I was, like, psh, trying to inhale a god-awful amount of inhaler the whole time. But, um, mm. yeah, really glad I did it. I think just for that moment when we got to the summit and Natsuki... You know, Natsuki was slightly behind. We raced ahead to get some shots of the sunrise, and mm. um, he chugged on. He chugged his way to the top, and we got there. We had a little hug and a little celebration. He, he bashed out a few cigarettes, naturally. And uh, it was a great moment. It was a really great moment. I think it's going to be a, a nice video um, to look back on. And I think um, yeah, I think people are going to enjoy this one. This is going to be a, a classic Abroad in Japan episode. Um, fun, fun, fun. Really proud of Natsuki. Mm. And of course, he turns 50 next week. So, extra special <laughs> as well. What a, yeah, that was the, that was an incredible thing. You know, we're all, most of the people on the team were, we're in our 30s mm. and um, he's 50. Uh, uh, like, it's amazing. If I can climb Mount Fuji when I'm 50, I'll be delighted. Happy with that. Know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, especially, I, especially, I, you know what? he's not a fit man. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, before, as I said, like to you and, and everyone listening, like last week, he said he'd been cycling, right? He said, uh, uh, every day I cycle 40 kilometers. And I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking good. Like, mm. that's kind of the cycling I was doing. Yeah. Um, it's when I was preparing, preparing for, uh, for the, the cycle with Connor. Uh, and then he was like, <laughs> the more I asked him about it, the more 
it kind of unraveled and the story <laughs> but and he was like we're like what do you do when you cycle 40 kilometers he's like maybe drinking and it turns out he's literally cycling and he's like got a kirin beer in one hand on the way and bicycle in the other nice. and it's like no natsuki that's not how it works what is bloody hell are you doing and then when i pushed him even more i was like did you really do 40 kilometers he's like mm, maybe maybe 20 20 kilometers <laughs> and i was like this is getting worse by the minute yeah it's like where where do the lines start and end you just Where's don't the know drink did he stop? cycle at all when does the Kieran stop <laughs> clearly never but yeah. I mean it, he must have done something he must mm. have done something because the Netsky I know and love he would not have been able to do this um, from the get go without some degree of training so clearly he was cycling and he mm. did take it seriously um, and though he struggled and on the way down as I said a minute ago uh, he did take a tumble I'd say halfway down, right? Um, and this is another reason not to do this route, the Fuji Nomiya route, is it is brutal on the way down. You, yeah. you come down the same way you go up. On the Fuji Yoshida side, the main route, you get a completely different track, and it's through this nice sort of sandy volcanic ash. There's mm. barely any rocks, if I recall. This side, it was like, you know, rumbling around a fucking quarry or something. Every right. step you took, you felt your leg give way, and it was really quite hard to get down. But he... You know, there was this one moment where I was I was ahead of Natsuki and everyone was behind Natsuki. And I made it to the station, station six or something, and I turned around just in time to watch him sort of take a tumble. He did like a backflip and rolled backwards oh, and lovely. smashed his head and his back on this rock. And it was like, oh, shit, is Natsuki, is he all right? And it had like blood all down his face. Mm. Um, it, was pre- it was pretty worrying. We mm. thought... He's fucked. He's he, you know he's broken something, but he carried on going. He was quite angry for a few minutes. <laughs> Fucking Mount Fuji, stupid mountain. And he had a cigarette and a puff of his oxygen. Yeah, and he was back on his feet. Back on his no feet. Restorative cigarettes. He's like a. It's, it's he's like a video game from the sixties, <laughs> if indeed there could ever be video games in the sixties. And like where like a little man runs around, and he gets power by smoking Marlboro's. <laughs> what back a legend! Again. What a legend! Yeah, great stuff. But. Um, yeah, I, do, I think I, I think I'd recommend this route um, mm. to viewers and listeners. Um, in many ways, the the main route it's it's easier on your feet, but for the for the sheer crowds. And what's incredible that the night before we started the climb, we stayed at this uh, sort of cottage mm. around Lake Kabaguchiko, and you can look up at Mount Fuji at night when the you know when the sun had gone down, the night was out, and you could see just this incredible trail of lights, people marching up the summit of Fuji. It's an incredible yeah. sight to witness, but. Um, that's yeah the side I was looking at from that cottage that was the main route and mm. it was really damn busy um, so yeah I would maybe recommend the route we took it's a little bit harder on your feet mm. but just to have you know Fuji to yourself a little bit more and to avoid the crowds totally worthwhile mm. wouldn't do it again no I wouldn't I don't think I'd don't think I'll climb out Fuji again <laughs> unless it negates being a fool right you know wise man once fool twice what's third time Pete third time lucky yeah, third time, time lucky. lucky. Yeah, you. Uh, I, I don't know what happens on the third time. Maybe you ascend to the heavens as a god. I don't know. I, there must be somebody. I mean, there will be somebody. I like. There's always that joke where like there's somebody says that um, there must be somebody who's eaten more crisps in the world than anyone else. And they and <laughs> well, they. There's not more than me. And they'll never know. They'll never know that they're the person who eats all who's eaten all the crisps. But. Um, there must be someone who's walked up Mount Fuji and down Mount Fuji more often than anyone else. Maybe it was somebody like not that long ago. Maybe it was someone like 
I don't know, in the 1900s or something like that. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Mm. All I know is, I think I've eaten more crisps than anyone. I have an unhealthy addiction to Walker's crisps. And also, <laughs> Dave and Ellen, who are part of our climb, they came over from the UK a week early, and they brought a massive 36-pack of Walker's crisps, which nice. I devoured That's fair. on the mountain. Nice. It was good. You need that. <laughs> Carb loading. Load up those carbs. <laughs> eat those crisps. But it's going to be a really damn good episode. And that'll be coming out, guys, in about two weeks' time. We've got one more video out before that. But uh, keep an eye oh. out. It's going to be a good one. Well, we got a story from Jenny from London. And it begins. Crunchy Chris, <laughs> peanut butter Pete. My tale is one of digestive disturbance, sea creature majesty, and wetsuit woes. It's very poetic. It's written better than the Abroad Japan book. On our last trip to Japan, my husband and I took a trip to the beautiful island of Ishigaki. Love it. On our second day, we had excitingly planned a late afternoon snorkeling trip to Manta Scramble. With some time to kill during the day, we made the tasty but not so sensible decision to sit down for a lunch of some grade A Ishigaki beef, washed down with a large iced coffee. This is good stuff. Feeling a buzz of caffeine-fueled excitement, we set off for our snorkeling trip. Upon arrival, it dawned on me uh, that everyone in the snorkeling party was wearing wetsuits. I hadn't realised this was a common thing and was handed a rental wetsuit by the very, uh, very friendly tour guide. Being of a slightly more curvaceous build than the average Japanese woman, I was eventually able to squeeze myself into what felt moderately like a waterproof corset. I know the feeling. Did that a year ago in Ishigaki myself. Our first stop was to visit some local coral reefs. However, the coffee started to fully make its way through my system. Oh dear. Though not one to want to pee in a rented wetsuit, I thought, desperate times. Oh However, it turns out the wet... Oh no. However, it turns oh out the wetsuit had the last laugh. As due to its tightness and to my horror, I found I was physically unable to pee. This marked the beginning of my journey into 90 minutes of inadvertent urinary retention hell. Being able to speak very limited Japanese, I was unsure how best to communicate my issue to our tour guide, so I just replied, <laughs> Daijobu, when, <laughs> when he asked how I was. Uh, to get to Manta Scramble and see these majestic sea flat flaps, we had to venture further into much deeper and choppier waters. With every bounce of the boat, my bladder felt like it may explode, and the motion and wetsuit tightness brought on a rampant burst of heartburn. All in all, not the best combination. We, however, could not have been luckier on our snorkelling trip, and as soon as we plunged into deep water, we were greeted by four insanely large manta rays and a flotilla of sea turtles. This absolute majestic wonder alongside the bladder retention and rampant indigestion felt like a bizarre combination of both heaven and hell. Though I had no one to blame but myself. All in all, an absolutely magical experience and I could not recommend the snorkelling tour enough. However, save your Ishigaki beef and iced coffee for after. <laughs> all the best guys, Jenny from London. My God, that sounds like bloody torture. Jenny, could lie. you not have like floated behind one of the manta rays and just disrobed briefly? Or just hit behind a rock and just like, I'll be there in a second. I'm just doing it. And a big, a big cloud of yellow just <laughs> lurking from behind a rock. Oh, that's, I mean, that is incredible. I mean, how tight was this goddamn wetsuit? Amazing. I, just, I know, right? I, I just, being unable to urinate. Fucking hell. That must, that's like dangerous, surely. Yeah. Lordy. Well, I've heard of such a thing. I'm glad, I'm glad you're okay now. I'm glad you've d d had that wee. Yeah, well done, Jenny. I'm glad you uh, <laughs> made it out of there without something exploding. But, <laughs> my God. But it sounds good, though. Like, I, I really want to... I'd love to go back to Ishigaki and uh, mm. go snorkelling and uh, see what I can find. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty trippy seeing sea turtles. My friends show me some photos and it just looks incredible. Like, is it on your agenda when you're 
coming over in a month are you gonna so, dive i think under? i think uh, i think sarah has read uh the book the book uh, about that uh, part of the world and uh you know it's, you can get i think it's an hour and a half on one of the quick catamarans from fukuoka i think over there to the, to the island? Yeah. No. We've cer- we've no. No. We've certainly got, um, we've certainly got uh, some dolphin uh, watching uh, in, in the diary, I think. It's uh, out that way. Kind of out uh, um, Nagasaki way, I think. So, yeah. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, well, explosive wetsuits aside, what's going on in Japan this week, Mr. Dawson? Tell us about the news in Japan. It would have been good if it had Blumen exploded. There might be some blessed relief for poor Jenny. Uh, so, um, important uh, times for Japan. Um, there is a branch of McDonald's in Kanagawa that is banned. <laughs> and it, I mean, I mean them, 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 having a, them having a McDonald's in Kanagawa is not really the big story. But they've banned an entire school from entering the McDonald's. The McDonald's branch in the Tana neighbourhood in the town of Sagamihara, Kanagawa Prefecture, is just a four-minute walk from the junior high school. That seems like it would be um, fantastic. You know, absolute, you know, people just walking past. A lot of child-based foot traffic who love the burgers, the sodas, the sweet snacks on the way home from school. Uh, but it turns out that um, it's it's become a bit of an after-school hangout spot, and it's become uh, too much to handle, too hot to handle for a place that that serves fat and sugar and salt um, <laughs> too much. So they banned, basically, McDonald's have banned every single student from the school, what? which is 300 metres away from entering the restaurant, because um, they the, the basically put a piece of paper up saying, um, thank you for always choosing to visit our restaurant. Um, the inconsiderate behaviour by junior high school students has become a nuisance to other customers and has created a concern for the physical safety of our workers. There's no um, specifics as to what behaviour uh, had been taking place in the McDonald's, but uh, uh, the, the um, police officers had been called teachers had been called to sort out these unruly children um the vice principal only became aware of the restaurant's mass banning of the school students one or two months ago um they tried to discuss the ban with um the school and the police but uh the yeah the mcdonald's chains just decided that they just Good. need to get the hell out because like mcdonald's they're all, all just they're all just franchises aren't they so they can kind they do have a little bit of leeway as to who they can who they can let in and and, and who they can ban i suppose I mean, that is power you can't buy to no, ban someone yeah. from McDonald's. Exactly. I, if I got banned from McDonald's, that'd be the end of the world. That'd be the end. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I yeah. mean, I'm all for banning school children. Though. When I, uh, I used to finish work uh, after teaching, mm. I'd go to local McDonald's sometimes. Not, not, maybe once a week. And I'd sit there and they'd all come in and they'd literally bully and harass me. They're like, oh, Chris Sensei, <laughs> what are you doing here? And like, mm. I'm like, can I just have some dinner, guys? And they'd be like, get their fucking phones out and take photos of me. Photos of you. It was awful. Ban them all. <laughs> Ban them all, I'd say. I wonder what they were doing. They're probably just being just school kids and just lo- like lounging around, buying some cheap items and just chilling and doing nothing. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Why do you I mean- reckon they got thrown out? I don't know. It'll be um, the absolute classic uh, rib of getting the um, paper straws... Uh, the little kind of condom that they put on the face and, and <laughs> that was fun. Blow, blowing it at each other. I think that's got to be that that sort of stuff. God, I forgot about that. That was like <laughs> the highlight of being ten, just yeah. shooting people with McDonald's straws. But uh, <laughs> fair play. I want. Did the school say how they felt about this? Did the, they, they didn't do anything. This this story. The vice principal goes. 
it became aware of it but didn't do anything yeah. so presumably the vice principal well, went I believe, oh I vice believe principal <laughs> they've shut the McDonald's to kids of our school and he went oh that's right. very much outside our uh, jurisdiction. I, I couldn't give a toss, personally. Um, they did. They did say that they reckoned it was ex pupils that were causing trouble, not uh, current pupils. Oh. Which is, oh, they used to go to this school. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> Bastards, ruining it for all, ruining yeah. it for all the school yeah. children. Yeah, look, look. Don't know what I'd do without my McDonald's. Uh, we're back to Spain, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Ooh la la! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from Katie B. Hi, Chrissy B. and Petey D. In Rapongi, I noticed when you hit the streets <laughs> for a lovely morning stroll in search of coffee, there were often young Japanese guys heavily passed out on the streets in the mornings. In Australia, there'd be a welfare check from police or a friendly citizen. Does anyone end up helping these poor individuals out? It took all my strength not to throw together a care package of burger and Gatorade to leave next to them to wake up to. I wasn't sure whether it was so socially acceptable or not. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how much, how insane uh, it is uh, on a on a on a Sunday or Saturday morning. Just seeing people just passed out in the street, just having a lovely sleep in the in the streets. I mean, people do mm. go into respiratory distress um, if they've drank too much. <laughs> you know, you can choke on your own vom vom, um, but these people uh. just they they just think, oh, look, I can't be asked to go and get the last train. I'm just going to have a lie down here. And and it's just accepted, isn't it? You can just sleep where you where you stand. I just like the phrase respiratory distress. Yeah. Respira- respiratory. I can't say it. Why can't I say it, Pete? Just, respiratory? How do you say it? Respiratory. 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 I think it's... Uh, I think uh, it's one of your great... chapters in your, in your book. Respiratory. Oh, 
<laughs> Going up Fuji. That'd be, that'd be a great chat-up line, like, you leave me in respiratory distress. <laughs> I, I need, I need um, an aspirin inhaler. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'd forgotten what we're talking about. The, oh, yeah, the streets. I was in Rapogi yesterday evening, and um, mm. Sundays is fine. But Saturday morning? Yeah. Right. Or Sunday morning. There are a lot of drunkards around. Good that, friend of mine. That's, like after, that's like post work, isn't it? Friday night is very yeah. much. I've not really planned this, and now I'm shit faced, yeah. and now I've got to get home. And oh god, <laughs> Friday's the big one, isn't it? And then Saturday's the second biggest. And uh, yeah, I mean Shibuya, Shibuya is probably worse than Rapongi for drunkards just laying in the street doing awful mm. things. A good friend of mine, he went out. Um, for numerous drinks and this isn't me by the way this isn't me being like a good friend of mine it's definitely not me a friend of mine who will remain nameless he he went out to a party and the next thing he remembers he woke up at like 5am in mm. a ditch in front of a temple and he just said it was really surreal just waking up and just being in front of the shrine <laughs> and people just walking past casually yeah. um, <laughs> it does happen but yeah. no the police don't really do much they just sort of they don't they don't do anything mm. so far as I know um, this is what what's it called Shibuya Meltdown yes that's yeah, yeah, the uh, just if you want to see this guys hammered. yeah go on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called now <laughs> and go and look up Shibuya Scramble because that is where the action happens that's, that's the <laughs> that's, that's the, the best happens, X yeah. account I was going to say the best Twitter it's the best X account uh, we've got a story here from Tommy who says LA Christopher and Peter Tholomew this is Tommy from New Zealand. My question is, how likely will I be to find screenings of Japanese films with English subtitles? It won't be the be-all and end-all if I don't get them, but uh, I'll just go with it and make up the dialogue in my head. But are there usually regular English sessions? See ya, Tommy. Um, if it's a Western film, for the most part, they don't dub it. Yeah, they just have Japanese subtitles for, right. for Japanese viewers. So, But Japanese... I suppose the question was Japanese films. I don't think they do have English subtitles. I can't think of a single time I've gone to see a Japanese movie and they've had English subtitles, unfortunately, Tommy. So I guess the answer's no. There's probably a few special um, foreign-aimed, like, cinemas aimed at foreigners in mm-hmm. Tokyo. Maybe they do ones, it, yeah. but for the most part, yeah, for the most part, no, unfortunately mm-hmm. not. You're going to have to make up the dialogue in your head, which I think could be just as good is the real thing. Uh, we've got one last question here from Hannah. He says, Konnichiwa, uh, Chris and Pete. Uh, here's a question for you from yet another listener. In your second favourite country of Sweden, my husband and I... What's my first favourite country? My husband and I are planning to visit Japan next year after dreaming of our next trip since we first visited the country in 2017. We're both interested in traditional Japanese crafts and we'd love to visit places where we can see the process of making, for example, traditional pottery, kimonos, knives, wood carvings. Do you have any recommendations for shops, museums or towns where we might find some of this behind-the-scenes action? Arigato gozaimasu. Hana. Um, Pete, do you know anywhere you could do this? I can, I can only think of, like, uh, I did a video once where I made some pottery. Uh, it was a terrible video because it just looked crap and it was, it was the worst pottery ever made. And that... <laughs> It was so bad. It just looked like a sex object by the time I was done with it. And uh, a lot of that was Liberaki. right? Well, a lot of towns. Um, I've seen some ones in like Beppo where you can kind of mm. come and make a, a, a Japanese lantern or paint a bit of uh, of pottery, and it is just kind of like you sit down with a pen and copy someone's uh, kanji. Yeah. And I remember sort of being. You see it quite a lot in. Um, 
uh, in um, uh, what's it called? Like a big temple. If they're fixing the roof on a temple, you'll go in and they'll give you and, and for like five quid. They'll give you a roof tile, and for the under, underneath of the roof tile, you you, you paint your name or write write a message on it, um, mm. and then that gets put on the roof. It's not necessarily traditional <laughs> Japanese uh, pottery, <laughs> but it, it certainly um, uh, made me feel like I was making the world a little better. Just having a little paint, <laughs> painty paint. <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a lovely story. Yeah. Make the world feel better. Well, I mean, but that'll I mean, be yeah. in a temple somewhere. My little rude yeah. daubings ten years ago will be up in a in a in a, in a temple somewhere. <laughs> that's a beautiful thought. Mm. And where, wait, where would this temple be? Where could we find it? I can't remember. So it's completely useless. It might have been Himeji, oh. actually. It might have been. They might have still been fixing up Himeji. So maybe may have been in there actually. Well. Uh, I will go next time in Himeji, which I've already been to once, actually. I need to go down there and take a look at the castle again. Next time down there, I'll have a rummage around, see if we can find the Pete Donaldson pottery. Pete Donaldson We solely deserve to see. Um, we've actually got a, quite a big announcement on the podcast next week, guys. So tune into the next episode. It's uh, mm. the biggest announcement we've ever made oh. since the time Pete Donaldson learned to drive. It's going to be a big one. I'm not even I'm being serious as well You are being serious yeah, we, big never have big, we never have big announcements But we've got a big announcement Show us your big news Show yeah, us your big it's gonna news be, Chris <laughs> It's going to be good Trust me good. This is a good one So do turn up for the next episode Keep the stories, questions, comments Coming in To a Born Japan podcast At gmail.com We'll see you in the week guys uh, have, For now Have a great few mm. days We'll see you right back here To do it all over again On the Abroad Japan podcast Bye for now in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com